All right. Hey, all right, it's working. All right. Cool. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Glad it's working. Mm-hmm. Let me go Wonderful. ahead and pull up the video. All right. We're recording. <gasps> are we not live? Yes, we are. <laughs> not live. Not live. We are not live. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Cool. Wonderful. Did you hear about the... Um, I wanted to talk to you about this. I've been waiting like all day. The okay. the Newsom okay. the Newsom order. The uh the oh, what, dude. a few oh, things. My God. First him restauranting and then the curfew, which I've already had friends hitting me up about the curfew. They're like like um actually Nabil hit me up earlier today and he was like, Hey bro, do you know if there's any like formal outlets to uh, to protest the curfew? So he's. I think he's gonna make like a petition to like protest the curfew and stuff. But the curfew is stupid because it's like, oh, what do you think coronavirus comes out at night? Is that what you think happens? I mean, come I on. I get. I think I get what they're trying to do. It's. I think it's specifically targeted at young people, especially because that's who's gonna be out at those hours. At the hours and it's young like, people you spreading know. it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So what they're trying to do, I, I see the logic. You know, I see. I, I get it. Um, you're trying to say that like, okay, by having it so that people have to be in their homes at these hours, that will prevent all these young people that are spreading it from gathering, from spreading it more from, yeah, between these hours or whatever. But I honestly, I just don't think it's really going to be effective or, or help. I think if the, the most it's going to do is just going to be annoying for people. And just, just it, I mean, as we've seen so far, it's just kind of become like another thing for people to like complain about. You know, that's exactly what it's going to become. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my. You're okay, cool. Floating. Um, yeah, no, you're right. That's all it's going to be, and it it, it's weird because it's like. I I don't know. I think if people are going to be out, they're going to be out. I mean, mm-hmm. what's a curfew going to do? And it it doesn't make sense because it's like like I said, what is coronavirus going to come out at night? I I like I said or like you said, I get the logic behind it because. Yeah. It's targeted towards young people because young people are the ones that are going to be out then. But at the same time, it's like if they were going to be out then, then they're probably already out. They're probably already with people at that point. Yeah. Yeah. The, thing I, to do, the honestly, curfew doesn't make sense. They don't. Care I think the thing curfew. to do is go, don't be in, huh? It's like they don't like care. So they about don't care curfew. about yeah. yeah. No, they don't. And, and the thing is, it's I'm sure like. there's plenty of people who don't care, yeah. No, and it's like, I get banning mass gatherings and saying, don't do that. That makes sense, right? But going, yeah, here's a random ass curfew. It's like, okay, really? And it's funny coming from him because it's like, you saw the news about him being, uh, I think it was a, I don't remember if it was like a wedding party or if it was just at a restaurant, but you heard about that, right? Yeah, and he was eating with like 12 people or whatever, yeah. And and I more guess, people um, than that, and they were, yeah, it was okay. However, many people, a lot of people, no masks, no social distancing, right? Well, this is this is the thing, um, is that like, and this is where I think like a lot of Paul with the political thing, like it being a game, like is yeah. kind of stupid because it's like, why are yeah. you pretending you're not just like everybody else? You literally, you're just a person, right? You're just right. a person, and you know <laughs> the the other thing too is that we don't know if they've all been tested. Or, right. or what it is, you know, um, but it's like, you know, when you have to have like a certain public image and you, and you got to say like, you know, don't gather and, you know, don't increase the risk unnecessarily, but then you go and you do that. It's like, well, you can understand why other people are doing it too. Like, sure. He obviously understands it. And, you know, obviously, you know, other people can see that he's just another person. He's just like everybody else, you know? So, right. It's, it's, I think it kind of just shows you like this game that we're playing, like how this is all just pretend, you know, like with with politics, it's a lot of pretending going on. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not, I think so. Well, I was just going to say that's not to like discount anything that he said Mm -hmm. necessarily because it's true. It's like, yeah, you are you know, there is going to be a certain amount of risk involved in certain activities that you take part in. And mm-hmm. if you want to reduce the spread of the virus, then yeah, like you shouldn't take part in those activities. But 
you know, we understand why people do. So, Right. I mean, I think the biggest issue with it that I had was it was like, and it's not surprising, it's something you see with politics a lot, is um, hypocrisy. Right? Yeah. I mean, he looked like a, like a straight-up hypocrite. And he is. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. And it's, um, it's like, how are you going to tell people, okay, don't go out, don't do this, don't do that, and then go do it yourself. It's like, but like you said, he's just a person. But the other side of that is, right, he's also the leader of the state. And yeah. when you're in a leadership position, whether you like it or not, you're given the role of role model. This, this is someone you want to look up to. This is someone that you should try to you 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 should be setting an example for how others should act if you're in a leadership position. And if you're in a leadership position and you're unwilling to set an example of how people should act or how you think people should act, whatever, if you're unwilling to do that, then you shouldn't be in that position. I also right. think that he's blown any chance of running for president because I think that he was for sure going to in 2024, but I, he's, that's a joke. Blown his chance for him. I, no, he, w- I yeah. think he would have had a good chance and I think he might've even really? won. I think 110%. Wow. He, he had a that's lot of support um, wow. among Democrats, but no, there's a lot of Democrats that don't like him now because there's just so many other better candidates than like this guy you know <laughs> so no, i just sure. that's why i'm like i'm like really he was gonna run for president there's like well, so many he other was, people <laughs> he was um he was the, the mayor of san francisco and then he did some other stuff he was the vice governor so he has a lot of experience in government it's not like he doesn't right. um right it's not like pete Buttigieg going from mayor to running for president like no he's you know i just yeah, climbed sure. the political ladder if you will um mm-hmm. but i think he's He's blown any chance or any hopes that he has. I still think he's going to try to run, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Yeah, it. people people really don't like him. I remember even early on during like the pandemic, people um, well, there were people at the grocery store, like the cashier lady was just like upset, you know, and she's just like doing her mm-hmm. job, but she was like upset. And so um, mm-hmm. we were like talking to her about like, you know, what's going on, how you been doing and everything. And she immediately, mm-hmm. she's just like, Fuck, fucking Gavin Newsom, my just, just ridiculous mask mandated, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whoa, like this lady is like seriously mad, you know? Like it was I like mean, an internet. It was like an internet yeah. interaction, but in real life, you know? I, I think like the people that get like super like butthurt about the mask stuff, it's like, okay, dude. It, yeah, no, like her piece thing of cloth, back then. A piece of thing silly. that goes over your face. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. It's like the least you could. But do. when it comes the, the, to, I don't get the whole "oh, I can't breathe in it" thing. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. You like, have asthma really too, doesn't. don't you? Don't you have asthma too? A- asthma. It's so mild, dude. Like I, I only ever notice oh, okay. it if I just if I don't run for a long time and then I try to run again. That's the only time I notice it. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. take an inhaler and okay, then I go back yeah, to yeah, running and then I'm fine. So it's like I don't really have asthma. Like Either that. way, it's like yeah. It, it, it doesn't really prohibit your ability. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And the reality is, especially people that like, if you're just going to a store to get something, you're going to be wearing it for 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. If you take that long shopping, a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, there's people that have to work eight hours a day that have to have these on all day. And you're complaining that you have to wear one when you go into a store. And if you're working eight hours a day and you're mm -hmm. like construction workers, when they're working right. just normally, not during COVID, you have all this dust and stuff. Like, they're wearing shit to to prevent, you know, inhalants from coming into their bodies and, and inhaling dust and shit that's in the air. And mm-hmm. uh, they don't complain about it. They're used to it. Nope. And I think that actually when it comes to the masking, at least, I feel like this is just kind of an expression of our like sensitivity like just how easy like we're just so used to having life so easy that there are some of us who are just so sensitive that kind of any inconvenience any any little anything like we're just hypersensitive to it and we just we just hate it we just can't take it and this shows like our extreme weakness you know in that regard yeah for sure i know i agree i mean i think like like i said you're gonna complain that you have to wear a piece of fabric or whatever over your face for it's like it's not that big of a deal 
And if it works, which studies have shown, it does help reduce the spread of it. Not completely, but it helps. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, it just makes sense. I think... I think part of what it does is it sh- is it highlights certain aspects of our culture. Um, that being incredibly individualistic. I think it definitely highlights that aspect of it. Like Self-centered, selfish. individualistic. Yeah. yeah. I think it highlights that aspect because the reality is, you know, depending on the masks, but the, the most masks that people wear are masks like this and if you listen to the audio it's just like the blue ones that you see people wearing um yeah surgical masks that yeah surgical masks that doesn't um prevent things from coming in necessarily but i know it prevents all your stuff from going out yeah so Some, it's somewhat, like yeah somewhat right and so the idea is it's like you're not necessarily wearing it just for you you're also wearing it for other people and yeah. I think when people go, well, I'm not going to wear one because I don't want to wear one, you know, pull some, you know, care and stuff. It's like, okay, really? I mean, yeah, it, it, it like, just, it's really, it, it, it's it selfish. It silly. Yeah. It, it, it is silly. It's selfish. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Suck it up, buttercup, and put it on. It's <laughs> yeah. not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. And the, the other thing, this is interesting because I was listening to an interview uh, the other day with uh, Nicholas mm-hmm. Christakis, and then Peter Hotez also did, he mm-hmm. did a little thing on TV, and I also mm-hmm. saw, I saw that. But the thing about masks, especially like the surgical ones, is that they don't provide hardly any protection, and they don't prevent necessarily um, kind of uh, like aerosols from coming out of them, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, it's still better than nothing right? At least, right. you know, not if you have a better mask, if you have something that's fitted or you have an N95 mm-hmm. or uh, something like um, the mask my dad makes, they have like an unwoven fabric in between two pieces mm-hmm. of fabric. So like mm-hmm. they provide both protection and they Prevention, help protect yeah. other people as well. It's like to both ways going in and going exactly. out also, yeah. you know, I have so one if like you that, have something like that, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, well, like if you have something like that and you wear it, then like obviously it's just going to reduce risk. But then the other side of it too is that yeah, like there's always going to be risk involved. That doesn't mean we can't reduce the risk. Like it absolutely, it would be better if we reduce the risk. But yeah, like there is always risk involved. That doesn't mean we need to make it more risky. You know. And the thing is this too, like yeah. I think like the people that don't like masks, it's like okay you want things to be normal, you all open up the economy, do all these things, and it's like, I agree, we should be moving towards opening up our economy, you know, and doing things like that, but it's like, you can't do that, we can't do that, if there's a pandemic going around, there's this virus going around, and no one's helping to slow the spread, and to stop it. Yeah, like, you can't go back to normal until we've dealt with this. Yeah, because like in a perfect world where we are just where we all wear masks and we all, you know, do our part, I guess, to help stop the spread of coronavirus, like conceivably, we could all go back to work and kind of go more or less get things moving again. We could get the economy back up and running. We can we have things happening, but um, that's not the case. And I was actually I was kind of shocked, you know, to look at the the covid cases, Mm -hmm. the graph. Because if you look at the graph, mm-hmm. you see where it starts and it kind of, it picks up and then it dips down around like August, September, it dips down and then it's just exponential growth, right? And so that kind of highlights- The whole thing of the second wave. Yeah, right. So this would be, this is the second wave, right? Um, but the whole thing mm-hmm. about exponential growth and, um, you know, this is kind of another one of those things that Nicholas Christakis was talking about in the interview I was listening to the other day is that, yeah, mm-hmm. it, like, it seems like everything's fine. You're like, I don't know anyone who's sick. No one's sick. It seems like the cases are down. Everything's fine. People let their guard down thinking like, okay, you know what? It's not a big deal if I go have a party or I go to g- this gathering or I go to my mm-hmm. friend's house or we go to this restaurant together or whatever, you know, you have you. And, um, yeah. And people, you know, are like, yeah, no, nobody's sick. Everything, it seems like everything's fine, right? So with the exponential growth, that's how, yeah, that's that's how it seems until everything's not fine. But by the time you realize that, it's too late because you go from like one right. person to two people to four to eight, 
you know, it keeps building. You're at 36, 36 turns into 72, right. turns into hundreds, thousands. And then, you know, now we are it where we've going. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I then mean, before yeah. you know it, it's just like thousands and thousands. And you're like, oh my God, like this thing is exploding. And then like all the, this is what's really funny is that like a lot of those states that didn't take any precautions, now their hospitals are overrun <laughs> and their beds are full. And it's like, well, that's what happens. What do you think was going to happen? Serious. Yeah. And it's like, they were fine. They were fine for a while. They were fine. And they got pissed initially because it was like, it seemed like a huge overreaction because they're like, no one's sick. Our hospitals are like empty, you know, because mm-hmm. we had all this like area cut out for COVID and now our hospitals are empty. We're losing money. This is retarded or ridiculous. I should say really. And, <laughs> and, um, and um, what they end up doing is they let their guard down and then it's the flood comes, you know, it's like, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. The flood, the flood comes. So no, you're right. You're definitely yeah. right. It's, it was inevitable that things were gonna kind of blow up in regard in whatever state. And like you said, the states that weren't taking it seriously, like you said, what did you think was gonna happen? That this is made up, that people are just BSing you. Did you think it's some conspiracy theory? Like, why weren't you taking it seriously? And because you haven't now taken seriously, now you've got a bunch of other problems on your hand. Now you've got to deal with the fact that you don't have enough hospital beds. You got to deal with the fact that now you really have to close your economy, not just a little bit, but you really got to close things down. Right mm-hmm. now, where you're going to be in it for even longer, which is going to cause even further economic damage. And uh, personal and mental health issues, right? It's like, had you taken it seriously sooner, we'd be done with it sooner. We wouldn't have as many issues as we have now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something I think that it was, something I think California did that was poor was we, every state, closed too late, opened too early. Mm. And it was like... You're not really doing much. Yeah, you know it's I mean? kind of like yeah, the idea of kind of this um like half-assed lockdown, that sort of idea. Exactly. It's, it's like, well, you might as well have just not done a lockdown, <laughs> you know, because you just didn't you didn't do it right. And I think the the other thing that's hard to kind of grasp is that we're not we're not really going to be rid of it, you know, not at this no. point, especially. No. We're not gonna, and probably I would say that because of the way things look and and we've seen how people behave and how things kind of actually play out where it's not going to go away. Like we're not going to be, it's not Mm -hmm. possible. We're not going to be able to get rid of it. So the thing is taking some, you know, not that bad steps, uh, Mm -hmm. accumulating some kind of more minor inconveniences as opposed Mm -hmm. to having to take drastic measures, having huge Mm -hmm. inconveniences, um, and, and, you know, ending up with like, having to take a big hit you know take a few like little hits so you don't have to take a big hit because if you don't take those little hits then then you have to take a big hit later right instead and then it ends up being worse the damage causes worse exactly so it ends up being more detrimental all in all so exactly yeah i think it's it's kind of this idea of like you um kind of have to find a balance and um you know, it's like we were talking about last time. Like, we started off, like, uh, talking about COVID. I didn't really want to talk about COVID a lot, but, you know, it's kind of our, it's the reality. You know, this is that happening. Yeah. yeah, it's just the reality we're living in, and this is happening, and there's developments all the time, and Gavin Newsom is eating at restaurants, and, <laughs> you know, so, or weddings or whatever. And, um, yeah, whatever and so, like, was, this yeah. is, yeah, so this is, this is happening, um, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, um, you know, obviously we're not going to like, you know, we can't ignore it and we can't like pretend it's not going on. Exactly. I mean, look at yeah. the way we're doing the podcast right now. It's because of that literally. we have to do it this way. Yeah, you know? And I'm, I think it's for the better, you know, for, for in terms of like our podcast and what we're doing. I think it's for the better in general, but True, it's still, yeah. but it's like we wouldn't have done this and we wouldn't need to do this if these things were going on. So you're right. I mean, it, and it's something that it's affecting everyone everybody's lives completely different once lockdown mm-hmm. started and things like that, you know? And, and I don't want to be too repetitive like we were last time, but it was like, 
know, going to school, going to work, whatever it was, and then all of a sudden you're at home all the time, and it's like, okay, shit. So, yeah, yeah I don't know, man. It's. Yeah. I also don't like how political it got. It, it was really ridiculous. It's like this shouldn't be a political thing. Public health health shouldn't be political. It it wearing a mask shouldn't be political. There's no reason yeah. for it to be that way. There's, well, there's no reason. The, I think the pr- the problem, and I think that yeah, like social media probably plays the biggest role here. Um, is just sure. this huge uh, polarization and this kind of division that we see. And, um, yeah. like people will get like very upset and I've noticed myself lately too. Like if I, if I go or as I have been rather going on social media, like quite a bit more lately, um, mm-hmm. which like, I, I kind of realized like, okay, I need to stop doing this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because what, what ends up happening is other people being upset makes you upset, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I it's Twitter. not, yeah, it's not like there's a bunch of things going on that make me upset necessarily but because everybody else is upset and because everybody else is yelling and screaming and 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 they're all riled up then that starts having an effect on me because then i start seeing everyone upset and it makes me upset that they're upset you know so or that they're they're acting upset you know um and so then i'm like you know and and you just see like this it's it's especially disheartening because it's only like it's all from my friends, you know. It's all from people I actually yeah. know on social media, and they they will yeah. post things, and you'll see like the same things over and over, sometimes. And when it's like that, it's just like, oh my god, just stop, please, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> like I, I've had I, enough, <laughs> you know. That's that's a big reason why I I just. I try not to go on social media as much anymore. I exactly. I should have deleted Twitter. I don't have it on my phone. I went on it. I just wanted to check it one day just because I was curious. And immediately noticed my mood change. I was getting riled up and angry because I was just seeing like... not. I wasn't just seeing other people riled up and angry. But I was seeing yeah. other people riled up and angry about things that I disagree with. And it's like... And then you want to argue, yeah. and then you want, and I don't ever engage yeah. in arguments on Twitter or anything. I think it's stupid and it's a waste of time. It's I just bad. I don't get it, especially but on Twitter. Like all those people, you're not having so a conversation bad. with them. They just want to yell at you. No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's like I, I had to delete it for that reason, just because it was like I was getting so irritated when I would go on there. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. It's like you know what? I don't I don't care. I don't need to see what these people are tweeting i i, I really I, I don't care you know yeah, and so instagram i don't have as much of an issue with that because i just follow a bunch of skateboarding and like stuff like that and yeah, it's like it's people with high like school cool, with, but like cool stuff yeah it's cool and i'm like okay cool let me i can look at things i like and not get frustrated all goddamn day you know <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, the problem i had exactly. with twitter it's just it's a rabbit hole for me because i just i keep going i keep reading and i'm like this is so stupid like how are you yeah. saying this right now? Really? And it's it's designed and it's, to 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 uh, because mm-hmm. rather to generate engagement, really, right? I mean that's what it's all about, and yeah. so people engage with things that get them kind of heated and riled up like that, and so you know, like last that was time something I went, that happened with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sorry. Um, that's something that happened with Facebook. Um, what happened was they tend to push things on your feed that you interact with more and what they figured out was people interact with things that they disagree with more than things they do agree with and right. so on facebook you would see like i don't you would see like the proud boys and then if you were like a member of the proud boys and you you would see like i don't know uh like lgbtq stuff showing up and then you'd get it or it'd be flipped yeah. You could be someone yeah. that was maybe on the left end of the spectrum. Um, and then you could see something that a conservative was, you might see Steven Crowder show up on your thing and you get pissed like, are oh, you stupid bastard or whatever people Steven say. Steven Crowder is hilarious. You know, Honestly, I don't, I don't understand really why people get upset so much because the things that make me upset aren't the things that make other people upset, which I think that might be kind of unique to me and people like me, but the things that sure. make me upset are other people getting upset? Because it's like, why? Stop. Stop it. T- pause. Yeah. 
why are you yelling and screaming like a child? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Stephen Crowder, for example, and Trump and all these figures that like get people on the left riled up. I just mm. laugh, you know, like if you don't, if you don't just, dis- if you just disagree with them, it's like, or if you think they're dumb, it's just, uh, th- well, yeah, they are. Then don't look at it. <laughs> like, why are you right. going to waste your time getting upset about it and talking about it for hours on end? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's like, <laughs> Stephen Crowder is a good example because I, I don't agree with him on, I don't think, basically anything. Um, some things maybe, if he holds moderate positions on some things, I might go, yeah, okay, I can see that. But for the most part, I don't agree with him on anything. And what do I do? If I don't feel like watching something, I just, guess what? Don't watch it. You just it. turn it off. Yeah, just don't watch it. You know? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I, sometimes I'll watch this stuff because I like to see stuff I disagree with. I don't like to just see things I agree with. Yeah. So I try to, like, but diversify your, what I'm seeing. mentality kind but, of, or your thoughts about things challenged sometimes, yeah. Right. But then there's definitely times where I go, okay, I feel like my thoughts have been challenged enough. I'm not going to waste my time looking at something that's just going to piss me off. And it could be, it's, it, I see yeah. it with people that are, like, more conservative, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to waste my time looking at this if I know it's just going to make me mad. Or I see it with people that are, like, super far on the left, and I'll go, yeah, you know, I'll look at it for a little bit, but at some point I'm going to go, I'm not going to waste my time looking at this because it's just going to piss me off. That was what happened with Twitter, was it was just that, yeah. and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I, I cannot see this all day. I, like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, you well, know, okay, yeah. So this just, is this is what I was going to mention earlier where with what we talked about last time, how I kind of mentioned that, you know, social media is rather I should say that it's it's playing on, you know, psychological systems in our minds that, you know, have evolved yeah. and and we that function a certain way because of rather I should say how we've evolved over time. And so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of playing on these psychological mechanisms and whatnot, and it's actually kind of like warping the way that we see things and the way that we think. And um, mm-hmm. and I think it's a huge problem, like how much people feed into it, you know. And mm-hmm. and when you see that, you you have to think about like, I mean, I, I just think that you like must wonder like how psychologically damaging is this to those people who are involved in that like how not like seriously like it's like yeah it's like real brain damage it's like how much is this screwing with your head where you just continue to like feed into these arguments and you get angry and you're on whether you're on twitter or you're just arguing with people in the comments and you you know mm-hmm. you're shoving your point of view down other people's throats and you're yelling at other people on the internet it's like how how much of an impact is that having on people's mental health right you know, and then and I feel like that's- obviously like there's really extreme versions of this, like we'll see on Twitter, but even kind of more subtle versions of it that you mm-hmm. see kind of on Instagram and Reddit and these different places where, you know, people will get mad at you for just having like a certain thought or, or people will say things and comment things to be in- inflammatory or because they know that, you know, like people will disagree with them and things like that. And, and so you just have to like wonder, like, how bad is that for that person's brain, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, so what do you mean for that person's brain? The person commenting or the person reading it? Though the person commenting it, you know, and the per- and then the yeah, the people reading it who then also get involved in it, like both. For sure. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. That, that's what I thought. You know, just making sure. Yeah. No. It's, and it, it, there's no way it can be good. I mean, th- okay, think about it. I'm going on Twitter to get pissed off. Is basically what I was doing. How how good is that for my mental health? Really, you know. Mm-hmm. And then what's interesting is this, like, why did I keep going back if I knew it was just going to make me mad? I mean, eventually I was like, okay, I'm just deleting this. But I I think you're right. I mean, it can't be good for one's mental health if you're just going to constantly be looking at things that piss you off. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't necessarily look at things that you disagree with. But social media is not the place to do it because it's sound bites and people yelling and screaming at each other that, quite frankly, half the time don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, so it's like, so. right. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, if you're, if you're going to engage with someone that you disagree with, the first thing to do is to go, okay, maybe don't do this on Twitter. <laughs> There's definitely better and more productive means. Right. Worst place. Yeah. There's better and more productive means of doing that. 
and having actual discussion. And that's the other thing you have to do is have actual discussion. You know, don't just make your point and then expect someone to change their mind or to or whatever. It's like, okay, first off, here's what's funny about Twitter arguments is they're not actually arguments. They're just people screaming their opinions at each other. It's like, where are your premises? How does this lead to a conclusion? Is it even deductively valid? Like, come on now, like, yeah. figure this out. Is there anything, is it right? Is this even rational to think this? Like, if people aren't even right. thinking about these things, yeah. It's, it's, what you see on Twitter and social media in general is it's, not only is it not productive conversation, but it's um, just people shouting their opinions. And it's like, yeah. you can have an opinion. No one's saying you shouldn't have an opinion. But if you're going to try existing. to talk about your opinions, yeah. right. And if, if you're going to have an opinion, like, and you want to, or you decide to engage in dialogue with people, you better be able to back your opinion up and be willing to have an actual engaging dialogue, not just a yelling and screaming match. Yeah. Because that's going to get nobody anywhere. You are not going to achieve anything by doing that. Nothing. You're wasting your time and you're wasting other people's time. Either do yourself yeah. a favor and just get off of it and do other people a favor or learn to have healthy discussion. Yeah, healthy interactions. It was, and it was like I said last time too, like you would think that because people have the ability to put more thoughts into these things, you would think that like, oh yeah, they'll be more thoughtful and nicer, but it's the opposite, you know? It's the no, opposite of that. People are bold. Happens. I think what it is I think what it is is people get really bold on social media because oftentimes these are people you it's don't know. Personal. These are people that you're never going like to meet. face to face. Exactly. Yeah. It's not personal. Yeah, so, you know, you can tell someone to piss off and die and it's like, well, would you actually say that to that person if you saw them in real life? Yeah. You know? It'd be like a really hurtful thing to say. Yeah. So, It'd like, be a terrible life, thing you, to say to somebody. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like the what thing, does I think the, maybe, did this person do to yeah. deserve that? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, and in, uh, the you mentioned echo chambers last time too, and um, yeah, you know this is something that I see a lot. Um, a lot of you know, kind of my friends and the people I grew up around, I follow on my kind of personal social media. They're the ones who you know I, I'll see posting things a lot, and so um, it's sure. always left stuff and like kind of far left or left leaning stuff. And um, if you go on these mm -hmm. accounts that they repost sometimes these certain posts, um, whether it's you know, LGBT or Black Lives Matter, it could be whatever. And um, if you go and you look at like the comments, it's always, mm -hmm. not always, but in, in a lot of cases where you have these accounts that are, you know, made for like a very specific kind of sure. purpose, whether it's, you know, promoting any of these, any of these ideas or things, um, you always see like the little clappy hands, you know, and the hearts and yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. preach, uh, set, sing it sister, all this stuff. And it's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. weird cult, <laughs> you know, it's like, what is, what is going on here? It's like, it's like they've all been hypnotized and like, they have to say like these certain things and they all, there's right. no divergent perspectives at all. It's all just like I, preach it. You're yes. Say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. sing it from the hilltops. And it's like, well, what is going on here? <laughs> so I've know? seen it on both sides because I, I have people that I follow on social media that lean left and then people that lean right. And I've yeah, seen both things, and it all just right makes me go, <laughs> this is, yeah. it's not any better. It's just as dumb. It is just uh, as dumb. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I saw something that so, someone posted the other day, and I was like, this is the dumbest video I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was something about Trump, and it, it was like, yeah. trying to paint him as a victim, like he's so misunderstood, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, quit kissing his ass. It's so funny what? to me. It's like, this is just as culty yeah. as the people that you're claiming to not like and be against and these things you denounce. It's like you're doing the same shit. Well, I think the funny thing about Trump, too, is that he, I think he is misunderstood as, as many people, especially public figures, are. Um, but that doesn't mm -hmm. make him, like, not a, a bad person, <laughs> you know? Exactly, I mean, exactly. We talked about, we talked about last time how, um, how difficult it is for us to understand people who are bad or who we think are bad, especially. Like, mm -hmm. it's very hard for us to empathize with those people because it's like, like, you would have to put yourself, you would have to, like, feel what they feel. Like, you would have to feel his, his arrogance and his kind of, um, you know, this... 
I don't want to lose kind of energy, like whatever it is that he has kind of thing, right? This, Something this I saw, no, for sure. He has to win Something. always, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That. Is, he's got the mentality, and that's something that kind of comes from his father, I think, where it's like, you're either, um, I mean, you're a winner or you're a loser. If, if you're not gaining, you're not doing whatever, you're, you're a loser, you're, you're pathetic, you're whatever. And it's like, well, yeah. that's shitty. It's like, no wonder he yeah. is so, like, his ego is just so big because he's so used to winning, and he's so used to yeah. getting what he wants. Yeah. And his, uh, he's got a fat ego. And you can see yeah. that. You can see he's so prideful and he's so, like, I need very, to win. You're kind of, like, out of touch <laughs> Absolutely. with reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I think once once you get up to, like, a certain level or if you're, um, you know, if you're at, like, a certain place in your life, I think we can all kind of get to to that point. And, and that's not to say we're all going to act like, you know, terribly arrogant, um, you know, overly egotistical people. But I think that there's definitely a thing that happens when you reach kind of a certain level of public notoriety or sure. success, you know, or a kind of perceived success. Or, you know, if you see yourself as like a winner, you know, and you see the world in this kind of dogmatic sort of black and white, like there are winners and losers kind of way, which is right. not all that uncommon, I don't think. Um, it's not. No, I, I, don't, I think, yeah, it probably isn't because... I think a lot of times what happens with, with us is with people, you know, um, and each other is that we like to see ourselves as, uh, kind of the elect kind of this, this righteous sort of person. Like we're right. We're holy. We're a winner. Um, our friends yeah. are winners. I only associate myself with winners or who other people who are like me, you know, who are, mm -hmm. you know, righteous, elect, rich mm -hmm. winners, whatever have you. Um, and anyone who is not that, is a loser or is is wrong mm -hmm. or you're filthy or you know whatever it's this is yeah. very kind of black and white like dogmatic way of seeing things where it's like it's either like this or it's like that you know there's a big problem with like either or it's it's either this or it's that this is either good or it is bad it is whatever it's like yeah you're a winner you're or a winner you're a loser. Or a loser. it's like yeah <laughs> it's like there's a lot of gray area there's a lot of gray area that's something yeah. I've learned in philosophy is that nothing is black and white. Life Everything. is all nuance. Everything is nuance. All of it. Everything yeah. is nuanced. Nothing is completely right or wrong, whatever it is. It's like there's so much gray area in life that it's like, one, I don't think we can ever know like what would actually be like black and white, what would actually be right and wrong, whatever. But it's like, yeah. I, I think what it does is this. I think the reason people like black and white thinking is because it makes the world easier to understand because you can put mm -hmm. things into a box and it's like, ah, good, bad, whatever it is, right, wrong. It makes it easy. Yeah. And it, it makes it easy. I think that's what it does. And it allows people to not have to think super deeply into things. And it's like, okay, no, <laughs> right. The reality is things are, or this, sorry, there, there is a lot of gray area in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you should seek to understand that instead yeah, of putting yourself in this box, because that's what will actually allow you to grow your way of thinking. It'll allow you to understand things better, not just what you believe, but what others believe. Yeah. And I don't know, man, it's, I, it, it's frustrating. It absolutely, it absolutely will. Yeah. And it is, it is frustrating. That's, that's totally true. I think that it makes sense though, that, you know, we tend to to kind of think like this uh, because it's not it's not practical it's not practical always to think about things you don't always have time to think about things you know and especially Absolutely if not, you think no, about I agree. yeah so if you if you think about like our, our past as humans where we mm -hmm. encountered more struggle and, and more kind of life and death situations you know if you're in a life and death mm -hmm. situation you know every day you don't really have time to, th to be thinking about anything. You need to be making decisions. And I, I feel like for a lot of our life, a lot of our lives even now are just spent really just making decisions and not thinking about what decisions we should be making necessarily, you know, or at mm -hmm. least not in any kind of like a deep way. So we're trying to find like shortcuts, you know, whether it's, you know, a religion or someone that we look to for answers to tell us kind of like, this is mm -hmm. how you should think, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, because that mm -hmm. makes it easier, you know, whether it's a show on the news or whatever it is, you know, nowadays for people, social media, the people you follow, you, someone you look to 
or a place that you look to to get those right answers so that you don't actually have to find them on your own, right? I, I absolutely agree. I couldn't have said it better. I think that we find comfort in the things that confirm our biases and confirm our way of thinking, news outlets, social media, whatever it is. It provides us comfort. And I don't think comfort is an inherently bad thing, but it's also like, right, but you can't really grow if you're always comfortable in your and constantly seeing things that only fit in your view of the world. It's like, the world is a lot more complex than you are making it out to be. It's a lot more complex than CNN is telling you. It's a lot more complex than Fox News is telling you. It's more complex than Twitter, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, things are so complex. And, and you're right, though. You can't always try to think, like, super deeply into things. Sometimes you just got to make a decision. You got to do things, whatever. Yeah. But I think that when you can you should try to think about things and try to seek an understanding that is different than your own. Yes, absolutely. Especially in those times, right, where no one else is around. Because, like, for example, like, for me and you right now, we're talking, we're going to be saying things back and forth. We've already thought about these things. We don't necessarily have time and in mid-conversation to, like, really check every thought and be, wait, is that really what I think? You know, go through the whole process. Like, no, we've kind of already done that and we're going to keep doing that like probably for the rest of our lives you know with like everything you know and so this is something that needs to become kind of common practice right where you i think because obviously you you can't always think about everything you know um so we agree Mm -hmm. on that that like sometimes you yeah you need those shortcuts but when there aren't other people around and when you can think about things take the time to think about things you know i I do that that. a lot now yeah you know i I do that a lot now i didn't used to but i really really try to think about different things that i believe and for me and this isn't for everybody but for me honestly taking philosophy was like the greatest decision i ever made i mean i ended up deciding to get a second major in it and for me, the way that it has taught me how to think has helped me seek an understanding of what do I believe and why do I believe it? How do I challenge these ideas that I have within myself? And how do I, and how do I adjust if I need to? Or adjust if I need to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, like you said, you can't do that all the time. Obviously, in conversation right now, what are we doing? We're just... I'm telling you the words that come into my head and I'm not necessarily right. Exactly. Yeah. But when you can take in that moment of reflection is important. You know, it's, it's important for me. I like to meditate. That helps me because I take that moment to really think about what are these thoughts in my head? Why do I think these things? How do I, how how can I understand them better? And that's not the same for everybody. It could be journaling. It could be, whatever it is. But I think having moments for yourself to really reflect on your ideas are important. And I think that what that allows you to do is break out of like the dogmatic view that everything is black and white. And what it does is it will allow you to tie kind of what we were saying earlier, engage in in discourse with people you don't agree with. Because what have you done? You reflected on what you think. And in doing so, hopefully you've considered other points and what I think it allows you to do is to have a better understanding of people. Not uh, just yeah, yourself, absolutely. but people in general. And, you know, if um, I might say, I think that we could all benefit from a little bit less confidence sometimes. You know, like this is not true for absolutely. everyone, right? But I think for especially the people who are very sure of themselves, like, you ought to have a little less confidence maybe, you know? Or when um, if you're one of those people maybe who... Uh, you know, jumps in on social media and likes to, to comment. You know, I do this sometimes too. It's like, maybe just have a little less confidence. Maybe be a, lo- a little less sure of yourself, you know, if you get into an argument with someone, right? You know, a little humility goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, it really does, yeah. I, I think it's important. I think humility is really important. And to go, I don't know everything and I never will, but I will try to do my best to actually understand everything. There's this great Socrates quote that I always, 
I always quote him when I'm talking to Sam because him and I always come back to this. And I, I, I love this quote because I think it, yeah. it, it summarized the line of thinking that I try to go down. And it's that I know everything and that I know nothing. The mm-hmm. moment you accept that you don't and never will know everything, it allows you to open, uh, open yourself up to a whole new thing of possibilities. When you go, yeah. I don't actually know certain things. I don't actually know whatever it is, political ideology, whatever. In doing so, I think it allows you to be more open in terms of your line of thinking instead of very narrow and focused. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I understand Dude, I that completely. That that's such a great quote. That, that, that is a good quote. Um. There's actually um, my philosophy professor um, at my college, he did his whole dissertation yeah. on... Um, he caught what he kind of, he kind of used the, uh, the framework from like Aristotle's, um, like theory of moral virtue. Um, where, where, do you know this, the theory of moral virtue? Yeah, virtue ethics. Yeah, I know what they are. Yeah, with virtue ethics. Yeah. So how, you know, you kind of have one thing on one side and one thing, a vice on another side. And then in the middle is the virtue. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so. Yeah, the golden mean. Yeah, sure. Like the balance between, sure. The balance between vices. Yeah. And, um. So what my philosophy teacher went and did is he tried to sort of formulate uh, an ideal way for arguing. And, and I haven't read his dissertation yet. I've been meaning to read it for a long time uh, <laughs> because it looks really good. But he kind of uses a similar framework and, uh, you know, to determine like how we should have arguments to be productive and to communicate better. And so he'll have like on right. one side, he'll have like spinelessness. And then on the other side, it'll be like, uh, you know, like dogma. Or, or something right so it's it's on one side you let everyone walk all over you and on the other side you never budge right and so you right. have to find this balance between um sort of like a cowardice cool. and yeah, yeah and sort of over assuredness in yourself and you find mm-hmm. the balance between this you find um it wouldn't be like humility I, f- I don't think i forget what exactly he he calls it but he has a bunch of these different um sort of like virtues for for having like a productive argument he kind of uses mm-hmm. the same framework and um and i feel like that is something that we ought to kind of hold in mind more like you know in, in terms so. of yeah like when we want to you know kind of figure out how this is maybe the best way for us to act like to see like how how we can balance these two things because like obviously you don't want to be an asshole and stomp all over everyone but you, you also don't right. want to be w- weak and c- cowardice cowardly yeah really so it's about finding balance i think so i think balance is super important and finding that balance in your life with whatever it is i think actually can lead to a lot of growth and and in the specific question argument like you said it's very important because i think what that does like we've been saying i think what it'll do is it will allow you to you can be fairly confident in what you believe and what you're saying and you can articulate what you're saying. And I think it'll help you do that. But what it also does is I think allows you to be open to different lines of thinking, because like you said, there's that balance between being confident and being like, Oh, I, I, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm scared. Don't, don't, you, go, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, either, it's like, it's like completely, it's like complete submission as a, or, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, it's like, you're that person on the internet who right like tells everyone like, no, you're wrong. Like, this is what you ought to think. And I, I'm right. And as opposed to someone who is always like, yeah, you're, you're right. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> right. You gotta you be know, pretty which, bold to go. I am always right. It's like. Or not, or just not even that you're always right. Just but to be like so sure in yourself that like nobody yeah. else's perspective could possibly be valid because you're, you're that's how right you are, you know. It, it's I, I, it's such a like egotistical view to think that nobody else's opinion matters and nobody else could be right. Yeah, it's like it's a little concerning. You know, it, it is. It's quite concerning. It, it's but, very. I think it's very, very, very egotistical. 
but unfortunately, I, I feel like this is something that I'm kind of seeing more and more commonly nowadays. And again, it goes back to the whole yeah. social media thing. You see it on social media. This is the way people interact on social media. And then it bleeds out into real yeah. life, you know, and then you, you end up because like I said, it changes the way that you think about things. It changes your mentality. You start to think that that is the world. You know, if you spend enough time there, you start that becomes reality. And so then you start yep. treating, you know, your actual reality like that, you know, I think that happens. Based on what your perception yeah. of it is. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you think everyone is, is dumb and crazy. You go out into the world acting like everyone else is dumb and crazy, but not you. Right? No, no. How, how could, how could you be? You're this perfect, you know, you're, you're, you're so, you're perfect. Nothing you say is wrong. Like, fuck off. No. Yeah, like just really. Actually, this is an interesting thought that just occurred to me right now since we were talking about this. Um, so you know there's that saying, there's that saying that like crazy people don't know they're crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think what that that actually is talking about something um with ourselves where we are most blind like to ourselves, really. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so. like think it's so. hard for us to see ourselves from any other viewpoint other than our viewpoint because we are literally yep. ourselves you know and so i think i think that that is why it's important like to, you have to step outside of yourself otherwise yeah otherwise it's if it's all if you only ever just see things from where you're sitting you're never actually going to be able to see yourself you know you you, you sometimes I, I think, or often, like every day, maybe you should just hold the mirror up to yourself. Be honest with yourself, you know. Yeah. It, because no, I agree. You know, just always looking at others is not the way to do it. No, and I think yeah. in doing so, when you constantly looking at others, I think a lot of the times we look for the faults in others. You know, mm -hmm. oh, this opinion, this whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, well, we're kind of like this, hardwired, doing this. like hardwired to see the bad, or we're like hardwired to see what's wrong. Because, I think so. like that. That's that's what we need to fix. Like we, we need to know what's, what's wrong, what's negative uh, because that, that could be dangerous to us. Right. You know, if we think of this for in sure. terms for of sure. like our kind of primal ancestry, you know, for sure. I, I think though that, um, uh, like you said, instead of constantly looking at others and go, Oh, you, you, this is wrong. You, you, you're wrong for this. You're wrong. For whatever it is. Like hold a mirror up and look at yourself and go, I mean, am I really a symbol of virtue? Like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How is, yeah. who am I as a person? What What am I yeah. doing or what am I not doing? You know, oh, yeah. instead of looking at others, take a moment to look at and reflect on yourself. Yeah. You know, humble yourself a bit. Go, okay, yeah. hold on. I'm not this perfect person. I don't know everything. I, I, yeah. I Take that moment to just go, okay. What could I do better? How could I be a better person? In whatever yeah. way it is, anything, for your own life, for yeah. how you treat others, for whatever the hell it is. Instead of constantly pointing the finger, hold a goddamn mirror up. <laughs> yeah, right, really, really. Yeah, I think this is, this is kind of very important. This idea of reflection that, that actually inspired the name of the podcast in the first place, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool. like this is... Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's this idea of, um, you know, kind of, you, yeah, like reflect on yourself, reflect inwardly, you know, kind of do do a 180, right? Um, mm -hmm. And um, and sometimes you can do a 180. <laughs> like um, you might I like so. see yourself and, and realize like, oh, wow, I was like really mean to that person, like unnecessarily. Or right. it might be that, you were too nice that you're a pushover you know it could be kind of either way because you know everyone's different we all have our own struggles and things but whatever it is when we look at ourselves and that sometimes we see those things and that allows us to then kind of correct and then we can kind of turn around in the other direction and say like oh oh wow i'm 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 acting kind of erratically you know here right you, you know i should you know i should amend that right i mean yeah I love the pushover example that you just said because I used to be a pushover. <laughs> I, I was. 110% I was a pushover. Mm. I, I would let friends just use me for stuff and it, I was way too nice to people. Way too mm. nice. And I'm not saying I'm like 
rude to people now. But um, that took that moment of, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let's be real. What, what's actually going on here? I'm being used for X, Y, and Z. I'm being way too I'm being a pushover. So how, how do I be better for not just myself, but I think that that in turn helps out, helps others because then I got no resentment towards you. I'm not getting irritated and mad at you all the time because I feel like you're pushing me over. It's like, well, I just won't let you push me over. And then, <laughs> then you know, no if problem. you're a real friend, you'll stay. <laughs> then there's no problem, you know? Yeah. And that's one example. That's it could, it could be like that for anybody, you know? Yeah. Whatever it is. You touched on this idea of resentment. And I think yeah. that this is, this is a really interesting idea. We haven't talked about this yet. Um, um, and it's this thing really that, you know, maybe happens, um, when, you know, we, we, whether it's other people treating us a certain way or, mm. or something, something that we experience, um, mm. where we kind of look at other people with resentment. I, I mean, I mm. think there's all kinds of things that probably j- create resentment, but I, I find it such an interesting thing, you know, because I think yeah. probably most of us like most people have all experienced uh this feeling of like resentment towards another person right mm-hmm. um whether it's kind of uh, like jealousy or, or whether we see something doing something or not doing something that we're doing like um i think that's probably that must be where it's probably most common where we see someone who is um who is not doing something that we are doing and then we don't like that person because like they're not pitching in they're not doing their part um, like, um, you know, like if you're doing like all the chores in your household and like your brother's doing nothing, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you're like, what's wrong with you? You know, and you get all mad and it's like, I think we like have to take the time to really like think about that sometimes and like wonder like, okay, why are we really mad? You know, why are we really yeah. mad at this other person? You know? Um, but that, that's a really interesting one. Resentment that, that one, that gets really tricky because there's like that kind of resentment where you like see other people doing things. or there's a kind of resentment where it's kind of you, like you were talking about where you allow people to take advantage of you sort of. And, and then you kind of hate that you can't stand up for yourself maybe, or, or you kind of begin to not like these people and you start for something to, yeah. that you allow them to do. Yeah. You know, I, okay, so I I used to get picked on when I was younger, and there was one point where it was about, like, I used to get the shit beat out of me. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, you get made fun of, no, 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 like, I would get, like, choked, my throat would be crushed, I got a knife pulled on me, I got thrown onto my head, like, I I got my ass beat. Actually bullied. And for, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. actually bullied. I know what that's actually like. (laughs) It's not fun, and I know the feeling of... Like, it wasn't just resentment towards him. I had resentment towards myself because I was like, I'm such a bitch. I can't stand up for myself. And it, it, there was so much resentment and hate and anger. Yeah. And I, I thought I let it go, but I really, I held on to that for a long time, dude. I held on to it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I noticed it definitely affected the way that I started to treat others because I went from being this pushover to... I let people take advantage of me in other ways. I was too nice to people. I would, it was like, oh, you're my friend. It's fine. I was just a pushover in a different way. You weren't beating the shit out of me, but you were, you know, dumping all your emotional baggage on me, whatever the hell it was. I also, I noticed I got super sensitive. I would be, I would get angry in like in an instant. I could be fine. And then I'd be just fuming with anger. About like nothing. I mean, right. Literally the littlest, bro. When we, I, when I was in middle school, okay, because this was the year yep. after I got bullied. We, we go to. I used mm-hmm. to get the shit beat out of me. Go to middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I would get like, like blood red, like angry because mm-hmm. Miles and Aaron would go oh spit because I was wearing Spitfire, and I would like just get so hot headed. <laughs> I'd get so angry because uh, I had so much resentment towards yeah. myself for being such a pushover that I thought, no, I can't let anybody do this. And then I, yeah. and what did I do? I made me resent my, my best friends. I would get angry right. at them and then it led it. And so it's like in letting go of resentment and not being resentful towards people, I think you have to let go of hate. And ladies and gentlemen, right there, we 
had to go ahead and shut down the podcast because we were experiencing technical difficulties. Um, unfortunately, it was just kind of a, ended up being a sort of minor internet issue that we're going to fix in the future with uh, scheduling to uh, kind of avoid internet traffic and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's quite unfortunate. We were starting to get into a very interesting conversation at that point, but uh, we're going to try and hopefully maybe kind of close out that conversation in the next show. And um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening and uh, thank you and come again in the future. Um, but yeah, so then in, until next time, uh, me and Amir didn't get to say our goodbyes. Um, but um, I'll just kind of use this statement to close out the podcast. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's really anything else to say. So uh, I hope you all are doing well and um, happy Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and all that, and um, we're going to try and avoid these kinds of technical difficulties in the future using our amazing problem-solving skills. So, um, yeah, cheers. Bye.